It is week seven of the college football season, and we are back with our 10 best bets and picks this weekend. If you're new to Call on a Shot, I'm Austin, joined by Logan. Today, each of us got our five favorite picks for this upcoming Saturday slate of college football action. Let's recap last week, though, Logan. I went three, two, and one. You went a solid two and three with a couple bad beats in there. Well, I'll put up the records in the games we picked up on the screen. And the fans, you guys went two and three. But let's all get some bounce back. Let's get into a winning column this weekend. If you're new to the Call on a Shot channel, go do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Appreciate you guys for 42,000 subscribers. If you also want to join our chalkboard, discuss plays with us, we can owe all of that stuff. But Logan, I'm going to start this one off. Since I had a winning week, it's only right that I started off. And I'm going to go to a battle of two undefeated teams. There's a lot of those this weekend. I'm going to actually be taking Michigan. I'm taking minus six and a half, which is about minus 120 on Fando as I take on Penn State and the Nittany Lions. Now, like I said, this is the battle of the unbeaten. As I believe there's one of five undefeated matchups this weekend, and this is going to be a big one. You got ranked five versus number 10, and this is obviously the biggest game of the year for both these two programs. They haven't had necessarily the hardest strength of schedule for both these teams, and Penn State is coming off a bye week. So they've had a little bit of time to get ready for this game, but could also come into this game rusty. And you look at Michigan. Six and out, all six wins by seven plus points. And while Penn State is the best team they'll face, I think they're going to get it done on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they'll be able to get it done. I mean, 17th in points per game, this defense, 27th in passing yards per game, 13th in rushing yards per game. It's the Penn State team that wants to run the football. If they're going to put the ball in Sean Clifford's hands, sign me up. The Penn State quarterback, I think, will make some mistakes. And look, Michigan's been dominant in the big house, 11 straight wins, all by seven or more points. Look, they're going to make that 12 against the Nittany Lions, who I believe they only beat by four last season. But look, give me the give me the Michigan Wolverines. I'd have my Michigan shirt. I'm looking at it. I need them to get it done. Win by a touchdown or more. I take them at seven or seven and a half. Give it to me. Logan, what's your first pick of the weekend? Yeah, that, I, I like that one. But we're going to the ACC in, in mine. And we're going to NC State versus Syracuse. And I'm taking NC State with the points plus three and a half in this one. Now, you got an ACC ranked matchup in this one. 5-0 Syracuse, you know, a big shock this year. But is Syracuse normally used to be in the hunted, right? They're, they're usually a hunter-type team. And, and I honestly think Syracuse, you know, give, give them all the credit, but I think they're kind of lucky to be undefeated. They have close wins versus Virginia and Purdue. If they, if they try to get another close win versus North Carolina State, I think North Carolina State can easily beat them in this one. Devin Leary is questionable in this one. But I, I, I think the, the defense and the running game for NC State is good enough to get this one uh, done. Sumo, Karing Bay, the, the, the very talented running back for North Carolina State, can chew clock and keep this game within the three and a half that we need it to. If you look at North Carolina State's defense, also 20th in scoring defense, 15th in rushing yards allowed. So this is a top 20-ish defense statistically, and I think they can definitely present some, some problems to Syracuse. Syracuse offense averaging 38 points per game. Like, hats off. They've absolutely been killing it offensively. But the regression starts today against a North Carolina State team that's only allowing 15 points per game. This game's going to be closer than, than, than Syracuse really wants. They might just lose outright if they're not careful in this one. Logan, I absolutely love the pick. If you people watched last week and obviously saw the recap, I took Florida State against NC State, and I mean, the Wolfpack survived, and just based on FSU being a bonehead, but whatever. That's not why we're here. We're go, go Wolfpack on Saturday. Now, for my second pick, I'm going actually back to the Big Ten. I'm taking the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Take them minus six and a half, almost an identical line to the Michigan pick I already took earlier. And they don't, don't normally lay these, you know, bigger six and a half point favorites, but I think they get it done as their bounce back week against Illinois. Now, Golden Gophers coming off the 20 to 10 loss in their last game. And it's worth noting, Muhammad Ibrahim, their star running back, was out that game. And Ibrahim's arguably basically the heartbeat of this offense. I mean, he's going to be playing on Sundays. This guy's incredibly talented, and he'll be back going up against this Illinois defense, which has been decent this year. But 
it's going to be a big, formidable foe in the Minnesota Golden Gophers that they're going to have to face. And ultimately, it comes down to I don't trust what Illinois is doing on the offensive side of the ball. And it's going to be tough to score against Minnesota, whether it's DeVito or Sikowski for Illinois QB. They're not trustworthy. I don't trust them to make simple throws. I don't trust the Illinois receivers to make simple catches. And Minnesota's defense has been elite this year. Third in total yards, ninth in passing yards per game, 12th in rushing yards per game. This is an Illinois team that wants to run the football. Going to be tough to do it against this Minnesota Golden Gophers team. I know the over-under is low. I expect this to be a lower scoring game. I think the over-under is in like the 39, 40 and a half range. But look, Illinois has got a decent defense. But are those numbers inflated because of the teams they played against? Like Iowa, whose offense is terrible. Wyoming, offense terrible. Chattanooga, Wisconsin's not been great all year long until they fired their head coach and got better last week. Ultimately, I think Minnesota Golden Gophers need this win more than Illinois. I know Illinois is ranked. Minnesota is not. It's big. It's weird to see a team that's not ranked playing almost a touchdown. Give me the Golden Gophers cash for me a couple weeks ago. I'm back on them again. Logan, what's your second pick? Oh, we, we, we've got a really good ranked matchup in the Pac-12. Big road test for 6-0 USC in this one. And I'm taking Utah minus 3.5 versus, versus Southern Cal in this one. Got two high-powered offenses in this one. USC 10th in scoring offense. Utah 11th in scoring offenses. So, I mean, anybody taking the over in this one, smart play. Seems like on paper, right? Utah last week made way too many mistakes. They missed field goals. Red zone possessions turned into turnovers. You just can't simply have that. Uh, and, and last week they played too, way too sloppy. Now, here's a fun stat for you. Utah, under, under Coach Whittingham, 5-0 and in their last five games after a loss. So they are the ultimate bounce-back team. And I think they bounce back against USC in, in a game that's going to be absolutely electric with that home crowd. You know, despite looking bad against UCLA, Utah's defense, you know, still 13th in scoring defense. Eighth and passing yards allowed. So this is still statistically like a near a top ten defense. And I think they can they can definitely present some problems for USC in this one. Utah's defense, you know, will make the stops needed. And if they hold USC to field goals rather than touchdowns in this one, I think that's that's the key to victory. A lot of you know experience on that offensive side of the ball for for Utah. I think they can move the ball and I think they can win and cover against USC in this one. Look, Utah got the got the brakes beaten off them last week, and I was proud of my UCLA Bruins for getting it done. That was one of my more proud picks to hit last week. Hopefully, Utah bounces back, gets a win this week. Now, naturally, we got to transition into the best bet of the weekend, which arguably should be called the worst bet of the weekend because we have been struggling, to say the least, myself primarily. Now, last week, I had Texas Tech plus 10. Yeah, how's the push? They had they were favored to win the game going into the fourth quarter, and they choked and lost by 10 on the dime. I got to push. Logan... You took LSU across the points. And I don't know how to tell you, but that did not even get close. So we need to be better. And I'm going to start with the Washington Huskies. Look, they're minus 15. I'm laying a big number, but this is minus 110 on FanDuel. And I think they can get this easily covered up to 17. Now, look, I know it's 04 and 2 and 1. 04 and 2 on the bottom of the screen. I know I haven't been good, but I think they're getting it done. Washington's coming off back to back losses. They've been, they haven't looked good. And they lost to UCLA and Arizona State. But what's important is they're finally back at home, and they get to take on Arizona, a good team to beat up on. Now, Washington 4-0 at home, and Michael Penix Jr. And the offense honestly hasn't been terrible. It's the defense that needs to step up, and they should be able to feast versus Arizona this week. And Arizona's three losses this year. They're 3-3. Three and three. They've lost by 22, 18, and 27 points. They aren't losing by close games. They're either winning or getting smoked. And last week, they lost by 27 to Oregon. This is a defense that has allowed 20-plus points in every single game this year. They've played some cupcakes and still given up 20-plus points. And 39-plus points in all three losses. Michael Penix Jr. and the Washington Huskies need this win just as bad as I need a best bet of the week win. So I think it only makes sense that they that we combine, we join forces, 
we get it done. Washington Huskies, minus 15. Logan, what you got? You're getting in the win column this week for sure. Oh, Book yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> keep positive vibes only. Now, we're going for my best bet. I'm taking a little bit of a controversial one. Taking the Oklahoma Sooners minus seven against the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, I, I know I, this one's probably going to get a thousand comments, but I'm ready for it, right? You know, the huge storyline for this game, Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for Kansas, questionable. This line, if you're looking at this line, though, it looks like he might not play. And that's what I would really like for this one. If the line does adjust, you know, J Jalen Daniels uh, ruled out or if he's in. You know, I'm still on Oklahoma in this one. Oklahoma got an absolute whooping from Texas, right? It was crazy to see the Red River rivalry so one-sided. And and now, if you're line reading, you look at them and they're laying a touchdown against a ranked Kansas team. Like, what what's up with the odds makers in this one? Well, look who might be the starting quarterback for Kansas. Jason Bean. Now, if you followed me or followed followed any sort of college football last year, you know I picked against Kansas and Jason Bean last year when he, when he did start at, at quarterback. Bean, if you look at his, you know, how he did, you know, in, in relief of Jason da or Jalen Daniels, four touchdowns, one interceptions. That looks good this year, but I'm old enough to remember how he looked in 2021, right? Six touchdowns, six interceptions. He's mostly a rushing quarterback guy. If the defense plays any sort of contain on him, make him beat him through the air. I think, I think Bean will really struggle. And Venables, defensive mind, right? They got absolutely embarrassed last week versus Texas. Don't you think? He's up late nights scheming against this Kansas Jayhawks offense. I absolutely think he, he will have a game plan for Kansas in this one. This, is, this will be a big bounce back spot for Oklahoma. And they should be able to, to move the ball on this Kansas defense. Kansas defense, 61st in scoring defense, 111th in passing yards allowed. Dylan Gabriel, quarterback for Oklahoma, questionable in this one. Lines kind of looks like he's going to play in this one. If he does play, I would absolutely love that. You know, wh whatever happens with these two starting quarterbacks, I know it is up in the air. But just doing some line reading in this one, going to have so many people on Kansas plus seven. It would only make sense that Oklahoma comes out and just plays inspired football. And, and wins and covers for my best bet. Look, you're going to need Dylan Gabriel out there because if it ain't Dylan Gabriel, I don't know about that. But I think he'll play. I hope he gets it done. Now let's move on to our fourth and fifth picks of the week. I'm going to one that wronged you last week, Logan. So I'll be taking the East Carolina Pirates, minus three and a half. Now, they're taking on the Memphis Tigers on Saturday, and they wronged you last week, Logan, as you took them, and they lost 24-9 to Tulane. But I didn't think that was a great matchup for them, as Tulane's defense is prides itself on stopping the pass. And that's the team that allows the 14th fewest passing yards in college football this season. And you look at Tulane's off or ECU's offense, it's led by Holton Ehlers, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And he's averaging 310 passing yards per game. The Memphis defense has struggled against the pass, allowing 301 passing yards per game. Look, I think that'll be the difference here. I think they can outscore the Tigers. And it's also worth noting that Ehlers' dad, their quarterback, is uh, his head. His dad is actually the PA announcer. So while Ehlers is throwing a bunch of touchdowns, we're going to see his dad going crazy in the box. And I just think ECU's do a bounce back here at home taking on a memphis team that allows a ton of points i mean this is a team that's you know been very 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 bad and look i'm one and oh taking the east carolina pirates making that two and oh taking the ecu hopefully they make it two and oh for me this this week but i think they can get it done it's an aac football you never know what's going to go down in those games give me ecu minus the points against memphis logan what's your fourth pick Go Purple Pirates, Pirates life for you. Uh, but we're, we're I'm for my next pick, I'm going to Oregon State versus Washington State, and I'm taking Oregon State minus three. I'm taking the Beavers in this one. You got the battle of four and two Pac-12 teams, right? You know, both these teams do have a, a pretty solid winning record. Now, Oregon State loves playing at home. These Beavers love playing at home. 8-0 against the spread. 7-1 straight up in their last eight home games. 
this is a this it's a very tough atmosphere for opponents to travel to Corvallis and take on the Beavers. If you never watched an Oregon State game, they got a cool like chainsaw noise in the background, and the and the and the stadium does get uh, pretty rowdy for that one. If you look at this Washington State team, you know they they lost close to USC last week. Oregon State did win close against Stanford. Not not how they drew it up, but they did get end up getting it done. I think this is a this is a really bad spot for Washington State in this one. I don't trust Washington State's offense at all to travel and show up in this hostile environment. Look at Washington State, 83rd in scoring offense, 118th in rushing yards, right? In in, in a hostile environment, you need that ground game to, to translate, and I just don't think it is, right? If you look at the stats, just a little over 100 uh, rushing yards per game is is that Washington State offense. So I really, I really do think Oregon State will be able to, to bottle them up. And Washington State's defense has been gashed through the air, right? 102nd in passing yards allowed. And, and at home, Oregon State's offense, 29th in yards per play. A lot of explosive play possibilities in that one. And I do think the Beavers are going to win and, and cover against Washington State. Look, I love the pick. Let's transition, wrap it up with our fifth and final pick of the week. And Logan, I'm, this one's going to hurt you real, real good. So I'm going to be taking the LSU Tigers keep the points i want the money line plus 115 oh, on FanDuel. Now i know you're not wearing your florida gators but you are obviously shirt today but this is a perfect troll spot for you as you took lsu last week as we already talked about the show they smoked you they had no chance and now they're coming into the swamp they're gonna take down your gators just to rub it in a little bit more but let me dive into this a little bit more because this line screams take the florida gators i mean they're at home only laying two and a half the Swamp's such a great place to play we saw week one took down utah a good team and they were favored in that one they still took them down it swamps a tough place to play but i think this lsu tigers offense led by Jaden daniels or qb gets it done i think chip kelly or brian kelly is a very capable coach obviously not chip kelly but the ucla bruins treat me nicely why, not, why can't brian kelly do the same this week but i think the tigers get back on track this isn't hasn't a t- isn't a team that's lost two straight all year long you saw them lose obviously that heartbreaker to the Florida State Seminoles earlier on in the season I really do think I look at this Florida Gators offense and Logan I know you're not you're not thinking oh this Gators team is great they're very uninspired Anthony Richardson 66 yards passing last week look he got it done against Missouri but I don't know if that's going to get it done against a hungry LSU team you know these teams always are battling in the swamp and LSU is worth noting beating your Gators Logan three straight times they're making it four on Saturday give me the Tigers go Tigers Oh, I I absolutely would hate that outcome, but it would only make sense given given how, how this season's gone and and terrible fate for my Gators. But I I hope you're wrong on that one secretly. But for my for my last pick, Austin, you know the dumpster diving segment. I'm three and zero in dumpster diving picks, so I have to I have to continue these games that nobody gives a care in the world about. But we're gonna make some money in them for sure, right? I'm going to Northern Illinois versus Eastern Michigan. I'm going to some action. I'm taking Northern Illinois plus two and a half in this one. So I'm my undefeated streak on dumpster diving picks is on the line with the one and five Northern Illinois Huskies only getting two and a half points on the road against a four and Eastern Michigan Eagles team, right? So you're just line reading. You're like, wow, this one seems way off. And that's what's actually been the, the recipe for success for us recently. You look at this Northern Illinois offense. Can they they can run the ball and keep this game close, right? They, that's what I'm kind of asking for with the two and a half. They average 184 rushing yards per game. You know they kept it close. Look at look at their game logs. They kept it close with Kentucky as the 27 point underdogs. So they've they've hung with the big boys before and shown that they're they're able to come out and and put up a good showing. Eastern Michigan's defense can definitely give up the rushing yards too. They're allowing 164 rushing yards per game. That's 94th in college football. 
So the ground game is going to be very important for the Huskies. And then you look at this Eastern Michigan defense, they're also 110th in scoring defense. They're not really striking fear into me and, and thinking that they're just going to stonewall Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois quarterback, Rocky Lombardi, questionable. The line kind of looks like he's going to play, right? You know, I would expect it not to be two and a half if, if signs were pointing to him not playing. But we'll, we'll see about that one. Northern Illinois' defense is terrible. I can't give you any stats that, that indicate otherwise. That's why they're 1-5, and five, right? But Eastern Michigan's offense isn't the best, right? They're, they're definitely not world beaters. 72nd or 77th in, in scoring offense, 92nd in passing yards is Eastern Michigan's offense. So I don't necessarily think they have the capabilities to run and hide uh, you know, from Northern Illinois. I'm taking the Huskies plus the points. We're going dumpster diving. Plug your nose. But we're going to make some money on that one. Hey, you've been crushed on the dumpster diving picks. That's why we got a garbage fan up on the screen for the pick. I hope it goes, it gashes. How do you root against a guy named Rocky Lombardi? Hopefully he's out there for the Huskies. And that's going to wrap it up for our 10 favorite picks of the weekend. Let us know your favorite picks down below in the comments. The five most liked will count towards the fan record for next week. We'll see you guys back again next week for week eight. There's a ton of other videos popping up the rest of the week. We'll see you guys again in those other videos. Austin Logan, we're signing out. Peace.